0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Switch Talk, the perfectly pocket sized podcast covering all the latest games for the Nintendo Switch, this hybrid console that has stolen our hearts and minds. We want to thank you for each returning listener. If you would please like and subscribe on all of our uh, channels, we'd really appreciate it. Today, we're going to kick things off with a little something special. Now, this is the brainchild of Clay, so I'm going to kick it over to him right away, but we're going to mix it up a bit. We're going to be talking about more than one game in this. 30-minute segment. Again, we try to keep our show down to 30 minutes or less so we can fit into your busy schedule, your busy life. The holidays are coming up. It's going to be crazy. And what are we doing? We're playing $5 games. Clay, take it away.
1: Yes. So, instead of just focusing on one game uh, for this episode, we decided to focus on three games. And so, my thought process was, I know the holidays are basically upon us here, and so, some of us might be you know, receiving a eShop gift card and uh, this (laughs) podcast and this show is not for the game that you go and you immediately buy with that card my thought was what about the game that you might buy if you have say five dollars left over after you've bought said better game earlier you know what i'm saying so this is for the people out there who are like i got five bucks left on my you know, on my account, what do I get? And so this episode is all about the $5 holler. And so uh, I I challenged both of you to find a $5 or less game to review whether or not it's good or bad i guess we're going to find out um there's only so much you can really expect from a five dollar game so we're kind of looking at it from that angle of you know what do you get for your money and so uh i went in with low expectations and i hope you guys did as well and hopefully you listeners and viewers at home come into this episode with low expectations because we can't always over deliver. So anyway, um, so we're going to take a little bit of time, each one of us, and talk about our game. And uh, if we have any questions along the way, we can throw those at the person. So Antonio, if you'd like to start us off with your game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So like Clay said, you go in pretty much assuming that you're not going to get too much for your money with these games. It's probably made by an indie dev somewhere who had limited time, limited budget. A lot of these titles are like um, passion projects and you know you only have so many resources to devote and it's really interesting to see what can be made of that. Like my game uh, that I played was Sparkle 2 Evo. It's coming up as $449 in the eShop so kind of a unique price point there and it's interesting because there's another game called Sparkle or something like that very similar so I picked the one that was more visually interesting and in talking about this game that's pretty much what stands out and this game actually was created by publisher dev forever entertainment I was just doing a little bit of research right now and I was wondering why their website looks so funky they're actually out of Poland so they were founded in 2010 and they don't have too much under their, their resume. If you take a look at Metacritic, they have a couple games listed there. Apparently they're responsible for a sequel, something called Sparkle 3. Um, but they haven't made too much. Um, this game, Sparkle 2 Evo, was originally released back in 2011. And it was coming out for PC... It has touch controls also available on mobile and they talk about the controls being touch available on the Switch as well. I didn't try them and went straight to my Pro Controller um, but that I found that kind of interesting as well. So it's an old game so definitely you know interesting that it's six years old but visually which again is its mainstay is you know it holds up. So let me paint like a picture for you guys before we started the show I needed you just take a look at at least one screenshot because it's too hard to describe otherwise. If you ever played something like Spore in on PC way back in the day there's this idea that you're this little micro organism called a sparkle and you're kind of swimming around a 2d plane and the controls are not the best I would say you're kind of swimming so it's kind of unique how you have to use Um, the controls but you're swimming around and everything's immediately you know beautiful there's like an ambient soundtrack and you're eating other colored organisms and when you do that you grow and you evolve and based on what you eat you develop different visual um, structure to your body you move a little faster you grow a little longer and what's interesting is the game takes you through different levels in the end you're just supposed to be uh traveling around what's called the abyss so it's all kind of one thing but broken up and as you grow from level one to level two your progress carries over so what happens is as your body has evolved and gotten longer you kind of stick with that to level two to level three and as you go i think i made it to level seven and you know you look very interesting and the game changes up You know enough to keep things visually interesting a lot of the uh reviews that had come out for this were interesting like it's got overall positive reviews on steam from the pc side on mobile google play is sitting at a four out of five and then you get over here and maybe this is just a sign of the times a little bit but maybe more ambient i'm gonna relax i'm gonna experience this nice visual this nice kind of calmer game maybe uh we've had a lot more a lot better games of that type come along because i saw only one review come out from something called switch player and that was sitting at only a 2.5 out of 5 and i'd have to agree so as you move around the 2d plane and you're eating things the main fault of the game is like the objective after that from the uh nintendo description It says, control your evolution, climb your way through the evolutionary ladder, start as a little organism and transform into a magnificent aquatic being. Toward the end, it gets to the other main point I wanted to make about the game was it's kinda aimless. It says, but there's no rush to keep the game in full swing at all times. You may as well just relax, play the game at a slow pace, explore the sparkle void, consume nutritional elements, enjoy simple surreal surroundings. Uh, and listen to the ambient music soundtrack. The choice is yours. So, Right away this game gets extremely repetitive, extremely boring. Every stage gives you somewhat different areas to explore. I think the main thing to differentiate level 1 from level 2 is as you're on this 2D plane swimming around and finding enemies that really can't harm you but just push you away, you can go up or down to like this fourth dimension. So you're swimming on, let's just say like picture like water, you can go deeper into the water. And once you go, you your size is relative to everything else changes. So everything below you, you know, is ends up being um, gets larger like on screen. So you can see some depth always when you're swimming around. So you can go down and up through the space as well not just on a 2d plane but it's more like multiple 2d planes stacked up onto each other that you can dive down and up through and that's the most interesting thing about it um i didn't have a good time going through you're supposed to get a superpower if you eat so many red orbs or whatever organisms you get to call it and uh, you start to change physically and then you can hit the y button to unleash some type of attack depending on if you're blue balance red aggressive or uh, green like uh, herbivore there is no explanation really about what this does in the tutorial you're not doing anything but going around and swimming and eating and even at and I tried to put this in the gameplay clip that we're going to use at a certain point it says you win as in like stage two let's just say and then it lets you continue to play within that stage. There's a couple visual indicators that maybe after reading the instructions four or five times I didn't understand, but there's nothing to say what the objective is and any indicators of that. There's a radar to show what you can go and eat next. You have to eat things that are smaller than you, so there's some strategy to that. And and that's pretty much it. Half of the time you're bouncing into just big random blocks of objects that you can't get through it's not something to eat it's more of a barrier that's the game fellas i would really it's kind of complicated when you have to say it you know in words but it's it's supposed to be an experience and a progressive one but i think it fails at that as well did you guys have any questions about the game yeah Uh, go ahead dave
2: I was gonna ask, do, do you feel that this was worth the price of admission? It was four forty-nine was that an adequate amount for what you got out of it?
0: I believe it's so close because the visuals, again, very striking. Everything is very interesting when you're leveling up and growing. So you know, there's something to that. As you're eating things, and if only you had some type of sense of danger. I know the calmness is supposed to be there. supposed to be able to take your time just hey i'm gonna experience this Uh, i guess it's just not that my kind of game but i believe that it's missing one major hook so some type of element of danger um, some type of score i think even the timed elements if if i'm not given any restriction on what i have to do in the time that i have to do it then i personally don't feel satisfied by that but if there was a timer that says grow this much or you know you fail the level you know then there's a reason why i'm trying to you know use my little boost of speed why i'm trying to get around the barriers why i'm trying to collect 40 reds in in 30 seconds or something like that but it has nothing there's no goals uh beyond you know collecting eating growing and then it kind of just says you win there there seems to be a competitive mode that obviously i didn't have anyone to you know help out to you know run run with me but there's no sense of competition out there supposedly some of these things are supposed to be enemy types but if you run into something that you're not supposed to for instance you sometimes have to be evolved into a red form to eat a red bigger thing and you have to approach them from the back and not get hit by the enemy's head um, then you get bounced out and you could get bounced into the upper level of the stage. Half the time I was just struggling to get around barriers, you know, half the time I was trying to stay engaged and it's just, n- there's nothing there for me. So I would say not worth the price of admission. And again, it's a six year old game re-released. It came out on the switch just this November. Uh, so I mean, take t- if you, you were gifted this, i'd mess around with it for a while but there's nothing to keep me there um and again besides some really good visuals and again the audio was even kind of i don't know i've heard way better ambient soundtracks especially if it's going to be the crux of a game
1: right okay well last question before we move on tony do you regret not reviewing super ping pong trick shot after playing this game (laughs) (laughs)
0: i i I think the thing about like ping pong trick shot is it would have been at least a challenge you know (laughs) as opposed as opposed to an aimless you are a sparkly blob crustacean go eat other jellyfish in a in a pool at your own pace that's just not my bag so yeah that would have brought me right back to my days of uh Ping in the pong, so I have a feeling that that would have related to me. And that's kind of what you have to do sometimes. I'm glad that we got out of our typical box, and I think that we should support indie devs and things like that, and give things a chance. I have done that a lot, even with this show, is playing more, trying to complete more, trying to do things that are out of my wheelhouse. And, I'm, and I don't regret that, because uh, variety is the spice of life, Clay.
1: That's right. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of spice, David Jones, let's hear about your game.
2: (laughs) All right, so my game is an amazing game. If it was 1995 and a free game on Newgrounds. (laughs) Um, So the name of my game is uh, Maria the Witch. Uh, What drew me to this game is um, I'm a big fan of the uh, film Kiki's Delivery Service. And it kind of looks like that. And apparently this is actually based on a Japanese anime. But it has nothing to do with Kiki's delivery service, so it's just, I don't know, I, I guess they all come up with, like, delivering witches independently. Um, I, I don't know, I don't know why, but um, I believe this was four ninety-nine, so I guess it's worth 50 cents more than your game, Antonio, I don't know. <laughs> but um, as soon as you power up the game, you kind of uh, get the feeling that this is just kind of a mobile port, which it... Kind of is, and I know you sent me a link, uh, Clay, of um, a nether game made by the creators of Angry Birds. So this game pretty much seamlessly rips off. It, it looks, it looks like they just took this uh, IP from this Japanese anime and like pasted it over this game in Unity. It, it kind of reminds me of like some, like this could be like some college project or something to code a clone of a famous game in like Unity and have that be your project. Um, the gameplay itself uh, kind of reminds me, um, I'm not sure if Flappy Bird's the best. It's a little bit more complicated than Flappy Bird, but the same kind of idea of kind of rhythm-based, rhythm well, not really rhythm-based, but tapping makes you go up, uh, you know, holding down makes you go in a circle, and you're just trying to get through these courses not hit any walls and then like land on like this landing pad in order to sort of complete the level or a checkpoint. I don't, I don't even think it does it in levels. It's more of just like checkpoints and then you move on from there and it gets more difficult. So it's kind of like a more advanced, it advances the white bird form of that same kind of formula that was really big of Angry Birds where you like, you know, tap on the screen and to try not to fall down, and you keep yourself in the air to avoid hitting obstacles, except a lot less polished <laughs> than Flappy Bird, which is sad and like somehow a lot less fun. Um, it was kind of disappointing because I thought it looked kind of charming from the screenshots, and you know the fact that it reminded me of Kiki's Delivery Service. But it was—it's really just kind of mobile tier game that really has no right. Asking for money. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah scathing, it, 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 scathing. This is the type of thing. Elements. As I said, I would expect to play this type of game for free on my phone or on like you know a, a old site like Newgrounds or something. Like this is not something you would pay money for and enjoy on like a TV. <laughs> like I, I can't imagine anyone wanted to say, hey, let's go sit down and play Maria the Witch docked on my Switch. That's what I want to do with my evening so it's hard to really go too much into detail on that because it's not really a very detailed game (laughs) i don't know do you guys have any questions about it
1: yeah so uh you mentioned there's no levels but there's definitely levels um after you complete a level you go on to the next one and i think i don't know how many levels are in each world but i think it's there is like four worlds right is that correct
2: that sounds right I, i don't i did i i thought they. i guess they kind of i guess they are kind of levels i see what you're saying i just the way it's done it almost doesn't feel like you're complaining levels right yeah it's just like you know hey pay a coin to save here
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um and you, you realize it. it is actually a mobile game like you can buy it on the iPhone, oh yeah absolutely
2: but- i should have mentioned that it is a mobile game it's just that's kind of why it, it I think it doesn't really belong as a paid game on the Switch. I think I didn't look it up to see if it was if if it's uh, paid on Android and iOS as well. I imagine it is, but it doesn't yeah, it is.
1: Like it I up. think it's I think it's four dollars on the iPhone dollars. right so, now. So
2: you save a dollar to get it on your phone, <laughs> I guess.
1: Probably looks better on the phone too because it's a little smaller.
2: Right. Yeah. Maybe that's some of it too. Like blowing it up this big, Because just looking at all the art. Uh, like all the assets even for like the menu and things like that and just all that stuff doesn't look very crisp and professional it looks kind of low resolution
1: and
2: very college (laughs) project-y
0: I was gonna say the same thing like it's it starts out with a C- semi-decent art style but then the resolution seems very fuzzy yeah. and it just kind of that's how it is when you're playing it right i
2: thought it looked good in the screenshots it wasn't until i actually started playing i was like this really doesn't look very good
0: uh so like in motion it gets worse huh
2: yeah I, th- I think it's i think it's that you know that when it's that small the assets are weren't very big the sprites and stuff that they use so when you blow it all up on like a tv screen and whatnot you just really see the flaws of uh, the assets a lot more
0: and it's a it's just a side scroller, so you can only go to the right. Is that wrong? Like, yeah, you, a Flappy Bird. Yep,
2: you can actually hold down the touch, and then you loop, and then you'll loop in the air, and you can go the other direction. So it's a little bit different than a Flappy Bird, that you're not constantly propelled forward, but you're well, still actually, trying.
1: Sorry, you can press Y and go backwards, or you can press A to go to oh, the right. Okay. So you can literally go either way, and you can stop midair. But you're right; you could do a backflip and. But yeah, you can fly in either direction, and that was one thing I did think was interesting about this game: is you can literally play everything with the right Joy-Con and not even have to use the left one. In fact, when you're in the menus and you move the cursor around, you can you have to use the right joystick, which is really weird. Um, but I thought it was also kind of interesting that literally your left hand does nothing in this game; it's all <laughs> in your right. <laughs> hand, which is I weird. mean, if you think
2: about it, this game was probably d- was designed to be played on a phone, so you know right. and you play a phone game with one hand yeah so kind of interesting that they're carrying that over to you know the switch version
0: i'm trying to think of what can be compelling about this then i mean it's it's supposed to be you know an ar- arcade action platformer and if the mo- if the controls you know aren't you know fun and they don't feel solid then it's kind of just a pain then. Are you dying a lot, or is, is it challenging? Because I think it, part it of the appeal really of Flappy Bird is it's challenge.
2: A, it's in that same sort of Flappy Bird way of being like kind of frustrating. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Yeah. No, okay. I wouldn't say it's that challenging, but maybe in the later stages it would be. But you're right, it is still kind of frustrating yeah times, it's but.
2: it's not the type of experience you expect on a console because it's, it's it's basically it's a ported mobile game I think I might have enjoyed it more if I played it on like an iPhone and it it's something that I'm killing time by like trying to get through a stage but it's a really hard game to actually sit down with and play it like a normal console adventure game It it, it doesn't feel like it's designed for that <laughs> and it gets yeah. really frustrating really quick
0: i think the big question is how much are you paying for the dlc season pass <laughs>
2: <laughs> right i know it's got the, i'm waiting for those loot crates to be added to, to help oh me get the
0: level. okay so that's Two a positive we can say about every game no loot crates in any of these okay i get it so
1: so dave you might have already said this already but is it worth five dollars no okay it all right
2: it would be worth it maybe if it was free
1: that's it. Maybe if it was free.
2: Maybe if it was free, I'd play it.
1: All right. Well, fair enough. Fair um, warning, guys. Don't get it. You've heard it. You've heard it here first. I think it looks cool. Uh, I like the art style. Um, I'll probably play it a little bit more, maybe, if I you know, slow down on some of my other games. But anyway, uh, we got to move on. we are uh, we got about eight minutes left here. So real quickly, I am going to talk about a game called Astro Bears Party. And uh, This was a game that was recommended to me by a complete stranger on the internet uh, on the uh, Nintendo Switch reddit page Uh, And basically someone said hey, there's this really cool party game That's five dollars and it's actually pretty fun and pretty cool And so I went and watched a video and within uh, about five seconds into the video. I was like yeah I'm sold you have my five dollars basically Astro Bears party is a game developed by a company called uh, Cubic Games. It's spelled weird, so I just had to pronounce it right. Cubic Games. And uh, I believe they are a foreign uh, studio as well. Um, I'm not sure exactly where they're from, from but they also have another game on the Switch right now called Robonauts and it looks like they're also developing quite a few other games that they will be bringing to the Switch, a uh, couple to the PS4 as well. They also uh, made a game that I have on the 3DS called Too Fast for Gnomes, uh, which is a game that I really like because I'm a big fan of gnomes, but probably everybody else in the world hates. But it looks like it's coming to Switch, so I'm really excited about that. Moving on, uh, basically <laughs> this game, is it's interesting. It's basically, you guys remember the game Snake? Um, that used to play on your, uh, on your phone, you know, where your, your tail gets really long and you try not to run into yourself. You guys remember yes. that game? Yes. It's kind of like that. So basically you're this bear in a spacesuit and you are running around on this very small globe planet type thing and you are, as you run, you leave a trail behind of, I guess this is called um magical berry ribbons but it's basically like a long <laughs> colorful nice. trail that's just what they they've written here um but and so you as you continue on your your trail gets longer it takes longer to you know disappear and so you have to not hit your own uh trail basically and so um you're on. it's kind of like Mario Galaxy where you just keep running around a planet upside down and the camera follows you. Um, and so once you start this game, there are two options in your menu, um, options of what you can do. There's the uh, local multiplayer two to four players, which is where the name gets its party, you know, title in there. And then you also have your single player. And so in single player, you are jet fish hunting. So you're hunting these fish, that have jetpacks, and so you're running around trying to catch all these fish in a certain amount of time, and then as you continue to progress, uh, it gets faster, your trail gets longer, uh, the jet fish get faster. And so as you're running around, you have three different things you can do. You can boost, which makes you run really fast, but you can't really steer. Uh, you can jump, and then if you keep holding down jump, you have a jetpack. pack. Um, Depending on which bear you pick will depend on your stats. They all have different stats. I think there's five of them. Uh, they're all really quirky, cartoony, and they're awesome. And uh, different ones have different abilities um, or better attributes, I guess. Uh, Jetpack capa- jet capacity. And so um, so that's that. Basically, you just keep going until you you run into your own trail, basically. Um, there's not really a level system so once you die you have to start over and you're just trying to beat your, your high score and uh, I've gone back and forth trying to beat my high score and it's fun it's 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 good but honestly where it shines through most is in the multiplayer even if it's just you know two player you know 1v1 it's really fun uh, Four players where it gets super chaotic and there's just so much going on and uh, it's cool so like if you jump your trail will leave kind of a, you know, a trail that goes up and then back down. And so if you come back around, you can literally just walk right underneath your trail. And so uh, it create it just creates some really intense, uh, dare I say, pandemonium. There's actually a panda bear <laughs> in this game as well.
2: Bravo, sir.
1: Thank you, thank you. So uh, visually, it's, it's a pretty good looking game. Uh, they It's cartoony, but it's not overly cartoony, and so uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. They're, they're quirky, cute little bears, and um, it's it's like 3D rendered. So there's not a whole lot going on uh, that's like super visually demanding. So it, it does look pretty good, I would say. Um, so the visuals are, I would say, above average. I think the gameplay really is where this thing shines, though, and it's a very simple concept, and the game is pretty simple. Um, it would be nice if they had added additional modes or power-ups or something, but for five dollars, I'd say what they've given you is plenty to work off, and uh, it's just super fun, and you just keep wanting to go, you know, round after round, and it, uh, you know, the multiplayer, like I said, is just completely crazy. So, um, other than that, I'm trying to think anything i missed you guys got any questions on that does that pretty much clear it out uh,
0: is this basically like this like basically tron cycles where yes. like your trail oh. behind you i totally should dangerous yeah okay, i
1: totally should have made that comparison earlier on yeah i think a lot of people are like this is snake meets tron cycle bike or whatever it's called that's a totally perfect uh you know analogy to make with it um so yeah, very similar. And so you know, you can see a guy coming up next to you, and you can hit your dash button and run out in front of him really quickly, and then boom, he runs into you and he's dead. And so in multiplayer, I think it's like elimination. So whoever's the last you know bear standing wins. And uh, yeah, so I think that would be a really good explanation. So I
0: think what's interesting, according to the screenshots, and I think you mentioned there wasn't much variety to it, but the actual playing field is a sphere, so you're kind of Instead of on a 2D plane, you're right. going around a globe, and it's actually semi-transparent, so you can kind of see what's Definitely. coming up around. I think that was an interesting design choice. Um, are, is it only one like purple sphere? That, is there's no other levels? Like you're just right. kind of on this one thing in space. That's yep. kind of that's kind of odd. I could totally see how a larger or smaller sphere, or maybe ones with pitfalls and you know, right. obstacles. Like, you. I see a lot of potential in the game. And if you're saying that it's fairly fun already, then I think that, you know, that's, that's pretty good for, you know, a small game like this to have so much going for it. And then, at the same time, a little bit disappointing at the, you know, what could have been. But, yeah, it, it looks pretty fun. It, there's no online component to this. It's only local co-op. Is that right? Correct. Okay, yeah. And that's something that's kind of plaguing me with a bunch of these games where... Their multiplayer focus, but co-op only and until nintendo you know expands that and offers that you know online service and gives developers a reason to kind of bake that into the games i think that a lot of these early co- couch co-op games that i don't really have too many people around um to play with most of the time you know it's kind of lost on me a lot of these ones i'd like to pick up and play so it's a kind of a shame that we can't all jump on and yeah. do the bear thing
1: I agree. I don't think it's Nintendo's fault, though. I think it's just the fact it's a small studio and they don't have the manpower or the money to, to build an online right. infrastructure for it. Um, but, hopefully this one does well, because I would love to see a sequel. I think, like you said, they could do so much more with it, and so I think there's a lot of room for, for more. So, hopefully it, it sells. Hopefully people go out and buy it, because I would love to see a sequel with so much more options, and maybe even you know a little bit more expensive maybe bump up to ten dollars uh but bring a lot more to the table so uh, i think it's totally worth five dollars and if you're looking for a good game to play with a group of people in a room you should definitely check it out so yeah, cu-
0: cubic is uh actually uh, out of poland again wow. and their other robonauts game got a lot of coverage yet that i saw out there so it's nice. interesting because it's robonauts the other game uh, is uh released on the 15th of september and then this came out september 28th so it's really interesting that they would you know have those come out so close to each other and they're fairly different games um have kind of the same uh, you know walking uh around a sphere mechanic yeah yeah interesting
1: all right well that's it ma'am
0: all right, everybody. Well, thank you very much for joining us in this little experiment and you trying to play some of these indie games, giving them some attention, and hopefully we've given you some recommendations that you can go on to buy or pass and try out if you have a little bit extra money on that credit like Clay was talking about. We will catch you next time. See you later.